Hi, Kevin. Hello. We're recording. This is it. This is the show. Mac OS 11 Big Sur. I, I forget like the official name. Is it Mac OS 11? Yeah, it is. But I don't think they're using that as like marketing. It's just technically yeah. can. Big Sur. Like, yeah. The big boy. Number. <laughs> yeah. The it's big out boy. For everyone, like finally. The big boy is out. And with it, the very anticipated and hyped uh, sketch version 70 that we talked about on the show for, you know, for a while now it's also out and it's you know it has is the one with a completely redesigned version uh of sketch that adopts the new big boy big sir ui and app icon style and a couple of weeks ago the sketch team uh sent you know you and i the, the beta version so we could try it out uh so we've been lucky enough to to you know we had a chance to to play with it for a little bit and we are excited and we have thoughts, <laughs> and we have questions. So talk about this release and offer uh, a look at the behind the scenes a little bit, maybe. We are happy to, to welcome to the show two people who worked on this uh, release directly. And so welcome Freddie Harrison, uh, head of uh, copy and content at Sketch. Hi, Freddie. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey. And also Sam Beckett, uh, product designer at Sketch, who also worked on this. Hi, Sam. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. Did I pronounce your names correctly? I forgot. I should have asked before. Yep, you're good for me. Yep. You did it perfectly. Cool, 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 this cool. This is the hardest thing in podcasting is pronouncing other people's yes. names. <laughs> Nailed it. One thing people should know, I think, before we get started is at the point of recording this, like the app is not released yet. Like they haven't released the update. <laughs> so it's it's right. sort of funny. Like by the time you will hear this, it will be out. But for us, there, I think there's still a little bit of like, you know, we don't even know when Big Sur will be released, so it, there, I, I can I can feel this sort of like nervousness in the air of like okay, like we're we're excited, like we we want that to happen, but we still don't know when when that's gonna happen. They changed the name last minute. It's actually called Small Sur now, so all of these jokes don't make any sense anymore. Yeah, who knows what might happen? <laughs> I think that nervousness about when it's going to be released has been with us. I think since they announced it in the summer and uh, yeah, yeah. Cause this imagine. year is like a year, like no other in terms of, I mean, generally speaking, but also in terms of um, how Apple are releasing software right. and releasing products. Like it's so brilliantly unpredictable this year. <laughs> yeah. They keep having these virtual events and every time beforehand, when the invite comes out, we're like, is it going to be this time? Is it? But it, it hasn't. So we're, we're hanging right. on till the end of the year, giving us more time, which is great. But yeah, nobody knows. Right, because they they could come out and pull like a, an iOS fourteen style, like, and <laughs> Big Sur is going to be released later today, and you're sort of scrambling to get everything <laughs> ready. So, right, hopefully that's not going to happen for <laughs> for you this time. I, I feel like developers will have this PTSD for years to come. So you know, <laughs> for the next couple of years, every new Apple event, we're like, oh my god, should we be ready now? This, what's going to happen? <laughs> uh, so speaking of having time to prepare. Almost a year ago, there was this blog post from you know from the Sketch team, uh, looking back at the year 2019 and also offering like a, a peek at what you know the roadmap for 2020, and that's when you like almost pre-announced some of some of the features and there was a lot. So it was it was already a pretty ambitious roadmap. <laughs> it included the new assistant, uh, the improvements to you know cloud inspect, right, and improvements to prototyping. Of course, collaboration, which is a big one, and so a massive redesigned a redesign of your of the UI. I assume wasn't in the plans 
back then. So how how did the team react to you know react to to the Big Sur announcement um, from Apple? Yeah, it was. You're right. It was definitely not in the plans this year. Um, but you know, as 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 the closer we got to WWDC, and the more we you know started to realize that this was potentially on the cards. You know, that's when you start thinking, okay, well. You know, this is a, another crazy day in Apple <laughs> land. Um, let's let's see what we can do. I, I think you know. I think the the reaction uh, after the announcement was mostly excitement. Like mm. you know, designers, right? We we we, we love <laughs> we we love nice new looking things sometimes. Um, so you know, and and you know, in some ways, it's um, you know, in some ways. There's bits about it that that were perhaps a little bit more controversial, um, and some of it, you know, Apple have ironed out over the course of the beta period. Um, but I I think mostly excitement. Um, of course, there's a little bit of like, okay, we got to figure out how we get this done. But um, right, we, we we've been somewhat lucky this year with 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 timings in terms of 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 the way that Apple's releasing stuff. It's just giving us that little bit more time, which is which has been great. Hmm. I feel like one thing that's interesting about your situation, as opposed to like, for example, what I'm doing at, at Shopify is like, you're sort of implicitly tied to the OS in that way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of curious, like, what was that process like to be, okay, how do we reimagine Sketch for this new version of Mac OS, which is totally new, like you may not fully understand like why certain decisions are made, you know, like how do you go through that process and make sure that, you know, day one, or I don't know when you're going to release um, the new version of Sketch, but like soon after the the release, you have a fully fledged app out there, and that still you know meets your users' expectations because this is you're basically changing a tool that I use every single day. Like, not to put any stress on on you guys, but like <laughs> it's a it must have been like a big responsibility. Oh yeah, like we we knew from day one, like we didn't want to kind of reinvent Sketch. I mean, when it, when a user opens the app, they need to feel familiar with it straight mm. away, regardless of what Apple have done with the system. Um, you know, but at the same time, we, we kind of had to embrace what Apple have, have come up with and work out where we can lean on what Apple have provided us with and, and use it for Big Sur and also kind of retain what makes Sketch, Sketch, essentially. And so I think the first few weeks were just spent, like actually all the designers just living on Big Sur, you know, trying to do their day-to-day work working out what what works, what doesn't work for us. And then kind of we were kind of pitching together about what what's the bare minimum we can do. And then if Apple released this in September, October, we're ready. But if we mm. have more time, what can we add to that process as well? Even though I've been using the beta for a while, this was actually I think the first app, like third party app that I've used after the redesign, right? Um, so before I was just using, you know, the stock Apple you know, built-in apps to kind of get a sense of what Apple is going for with this with this uh, redesign. So it was super interesting to see which parts of it do you do you embrace and take. Which ones do you feel like you know what here doesn't make sense f- to us. Uh, it's been you know using this new version. I think you you've hit a really good sweet spot. Like it's not so much that you change everything to just make it look like an Apple app, but it definitely feels like it's part of the thing and that's the thing with native apps right it's like you can lean on user expectations of the platform like users know what to expect and how to work with this type of software did you like did you struggle to adopt some of some of these new things 
like sidebars like how do we incorporate this sidebar or you know i don't know the, the fact that the, the 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 document title now is like aligned to the left and stuff like that like uh what were some of the, the that struggles adopting new guidelines yeah i i think with, with anything some of the things worked in our favor the full height sidebar is a great example because hmm. not only i think all the designers agreed aesthetically it, it looks a lot better now um it also kind of improves the app hierarchy for us as well so now we have this this global toggle in the app between the canvas view and the component view and that now kind of lives within the sidebar so that's kind of improved that for us um but some parts were a bit tricky like like you said the the document title is now left aligned and that takes space out of the toolbar for us so for those users who have customized the toolbar you know dumped a bunch of icons in there we we've now got to kind of accommodate those especially on smaller devices um so it it was a great opportunity but there were also some some adaptations we had to make along the way as well the other the other interesting part of it i guess for us was that as well as redesigning for big sur we had to think about uh how users on catalina and high sierra would and be able to interpret the same update because we're not we're not you know giving out different updates to different people on different versions of the os huh. so you know we've got to maintain this kind of backwards compatibility which is both like an engineering problem and and you know a design problem as well mm-hmm. um which is why some of it feels really super consistent with what you've seen before and then other parts of it feel like a progression i guess um right i mean i do feel like you've struck the right balance where it feels totally native to the system but again feels feels familiar familiar um i was curious were there areas where you willingly chose to deviate from the hig in this new update because you're like look i know you <laughs> you have this this guideline <laughs> here but we really just can't like we've got to like go a, a different way yeah there are a couple of parts um for instance we we traditionally have sheets um at the top of the 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 backup um to manage things like scaling and rotating copies stuff like that we felt that the new sheet design in big sur which is kind of this modal in the center it kind of really detracts from the design underneath it really mm-hmm. blocks it so now we've kind of moved all of those elements out into the inspector um and it, it was just an opportunity to kind of ignore what apple was kind of recommending because for us it didn't it wasn't actually the best solution right um, there's a cup there's a couple of issues like that we found along the way and i noticed that one like when i was scaling something the other day and i was like ooh that's new and i actually like that so much better than even the sheet version because it's like it's totally out of the way now and i was Absolutely. like oh that's awesome i like that a lot better yeah i mean if we'd have kept the old way of doing things on big sur your scale sheet would take up 80% of your canvas and then mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't be able to see the layer you're scaling so uh it's kind of kind of silly um it that 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 sheet does work really well for certain things but uh yeah not not for things like scaling anymore so uh <laughs> it was a good opportunity to move that somewhere else and we also continue to use some custom controls especially in the inspector we we don't use the system buttons and drop downs etc right. we we've we've restyled those for big sur so they kind of feel more in keeping and i think for most users i think it's fair to say that they don't feel so out of place i think they feel um like they did on catalina but just with that new fresh coat of paint mm. that big sur provides right i think the the way you embraced uh, the sidebar as you mentioned before which is a, a big you know i think it's a one of the biggest visual differences you know it's this full height sidebar and stuff with the tr- translucency 
the way you embraced it, but still kept, you know, pretty much all the functionality. You know, it didn't compromise really. And you have the the separator lines between, you know, artboards and stuff. I guess there's no question here. It's just like I think <laughs> I think that was really good. It it feels like super native and feels like you know in line with Apple's um, uh, new style, but with no compromises. I, I I think our developers will be really happy to hear that because <laughs> um, actually maintaining that kind of customized view with the, with the artboards, which kind of stick as you scroll the layer list. That was actually a really tricky one. So we, we've managed to kind of maintain that functionality, but put it in that new kind of Big Sur full height sidebar. So that's a really nice nice way we've done it, I think. Yeah, I really love it. That's, that sidebar it looks amazing. <laughs> and it's also, it's it was one of the things, because the sidebar blur was not new to Big Sur. Like it was existed before, but I always mm-hmm. had that feeling that like, hey, there's so much going on in that sidebar that it's like too technically difficult to actually get that to work before and so that's why i was curious to see how you would tackle this and it's like oh yeah like we're figuring it out and making it happen to get the full blur so that's really awesome before i saw any of this <laughs> or even before i thought about it for a second i was like can they do like two sidebars can the inspector be also like translucent and have all that and it, it you know it stops making sense very quickly if you think about it it's like <laughs> how, how far can we push this yeah. <laughs> uh one thing that rafa talked about is how you have this like huge roadmap of a bunch of features that you were working on and now on top gets added this sort of redesign um i was kind of curious did some of your other features that you're kind of working on um that haven't been released yet you know can think of collaboration or some other features that are sort of like underway did those Mm -hmm. inform sort of like the redesign at all of like kind of foreshadowing a little bit some of the some of the things that are that are coming or were those projects like totally separate and there are things that you'll kind of like reevaluate once this this build ships um well i mean there's a bunch of stuff that we're kind of uh working on in at the same time as as big sir um and I think from a design perspective, it's been a case of considering, okay, if this ship's before Big Sur, how is it going to look on Catalina? And if this <laughs> ship's after Big Sur, how is it going to look on Big Sur? Um, and the nice thing is that the majority of this stuff is relatively consistent across the two versions of the OS. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's been interesting in that sense. But, um, you know, uh, an obvious example of that is kind of like uh, you know the the default for um for big sur is that you you don't have the um the text and icon view in the toolbar anymore you've just got icons only so when we're thinking ahead to things like um real time collaboration it's like how do we make sure that the controls for that which will live in the toolbar um or at least some of them will uh work on on Catalina right. and 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 big sur and um that's kind of like a challenge, but it also kind of, I guess, guides the direction a little bit at the same time, which has been which has been pretty cool. Um, yeah, I can't claim credit for any of that, but it's been very nice to watch it happen. <laughs> so, what was it? What would you say were one of the biggest challenges that you've had? Something that you know, a designer thinking about how one would go about redesigning an existing app to adopt a new Big Sur style. What are some of the things that maybe you didn't anticipate, but turned out to be, you know, actually quite challenging? I, I think not knowing the constraints not knowing how long you have to deliver something i think you touched on this earlier like we're kind of dependent on apple here 
and that kind of we, it's very difficult to set out a roadmap when you're not quite sure what the what the end goal looks like so i think the biggest challenge was really managing what we need to achieve and kind of breaking that into nice to haves and absolute essentials that i would say is that is the biggest challenge we faced with this one of the things that it's been interesting for us to watch from the outside with this release especially I think is like how you've been kind of building hype towards this release. <laughs> and like, I was just thinking even the things like uh, the app icon, you know, for the, the beta is like covered in a red cloth. So like, even that, <laughs> like, even if you have access to the app, it's like, but we're not going to show you the icon, you know, like <laughs> it, uh, how important was it for you to keep all of these kind of like design updates on the wraps and make a big push and make a big announcement around this release? Um, I guess, I mean, when I think, you know, going back to what you asked originally about um, how did we feel when Big Sur got announced, one of the things that we thought of back then was like, well, this kind of major UI redesign of macOS is like another good opportunity for us to kind of reaffirm our commitment and love to the platform, right? We, we, we re- recently ran a, a small campaign about how much we love being a native app and, you know, um, it's one of those things where it's like without wanting to sound too much like a Kennedy speech, we, d- we don't do it because it's easy because we do it because it's hard, um, but we do it because we love it and we believe in it. And so the whole thing was, you know, it's not just about obviously reaffirming our commitment to the platform, but this redesign is us, you know, being able to do what we do best in terms of making a, a native app. And, and from a marketing perspective, you know, we want to celebrate that. So, you know, and and we know that people will be excited about it. So, you know, it, it's been really fun to kind of build some anticipation and uh, and maybe a little hype as well around around the redesign. Um, I hope I hope it I hope it, I hope everyone receives it as well as we hope it will. Um, but yeah, little, little things like putting the cloth over the icon. Um, Prakash, you worked on the icons. Just I I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden there was a cloth on the icon. And we just thought that was brilliant. <laughs> um, and we did a little. Um, uh, a little animation um, that we posted on social media not long ago of kind of the sketch icon through the ages. And it was just oh, fun then. to have that one spin around at the end and have the kind of the little cloth just kind of wave in the wind. Um, it's it's a real tease. And then obviously we, we posted a little tease of the UI as well. Um, and yeah, it, that kind of took us by surprise how much people were excited for it. But um, we're just really glad people are. <laughs> yeah, again, in the theme of 2020, we will cling on to anything that we can look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I want to go back to, to the app icon in one second. Um, but I, I'm glad you mentioned that, that that campaign, like being you know native to the Mac. And it was interesting to see some of the, the reactions on, on Twitter and just, you know, the internet in general, <laughs> but uh, some people I think don't get it, and it, it's a hard thing to communicate like the love for this native experience. I love for the platform because mm-hmm. a lot of people the platform see it as just it's whatever. It's like a tool, and some people see it a bit more than that. And I think you know that's that's really close to sketches like origin even. Um, and I think if for some people don't see the benefit of being. Uh, native to the platform i think this redesign and adopting this new big Sur style is a clear example of something that only if you're native to that platform you're going to take advantage of you know mm-hmm. you're, you're probably not going to see other uh, tools uh non-native tools like do a 
big redesign and adopt this style because it wouldn't make sense if you're mm-hmm. cross-platform why would you adopt the style of one specific you know platform so i think designers love this and i think you know based on just twitter and how people go crazy with the redesign of any apple platform <laughs> i think uh, this is a clear example yep we can do this in because we're we're, we're native so that's it's been it's been cool to see I oh, guess there's not a question here. But. No, that's, that's, it's, it's nice to hear though, because like I say, it's it's not easy. It's it's not like the easiest thing to do. The easiest thing to do would be to not bother, like to not really redesign and and you know let Apple take care of all the things that you kind of quote unquote get for free when you develop on a native platform. So some things will just automatically update, you know. Um, but the hard thing and the more interesting and the more fun thing and hopefully the more rewarding thing for, for users is to, to, to really rethink everything, you know, and, and, you know, you know, Sam mentioned earlier about how the document title takes up all that space on, on the toolbar. Well, that gave us an opportunity to say, okay, well, let's reconsider our default toolbar items. And Mm. while we're at it, let's reconsider all of our iconography for the toolbar. Um, so every everything on there got a redesign as well, and I, I don't know. I think I think it, I think it makes the experience all the better for it. Um, yeah, like I say, it's certainly not the easiest thing we could have done, but I think it was the the right thing to do. So it's um, it's it's good to know that uh, yeah, it, it's it excites people, and yeah, like I say, hopefully, uh, by the time people are listening to this and they're, they're trying it for themselves, they 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 enjoy it too. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's time that we nerd out about icons. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all of this series that you, that you sent us of all the different variations of the app icon, which by the way, I did not know that there was that many. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah. But all of these icons are like, each one of them is a home run. Right? Like it's, <laughs> it's not like you've got the main icon and then the other ones like kind of phone it in. It's like, no, all of these icons would be incredible as the main, the main icon for the app. <laughs> so I guess I'm curious to hear a little bit more about like the process of reimagining these icons and just even the process of like how do you make a final call on like what will be the default new app icon? Yeah, this was a really fun process that Prekesh, one of our designers, worked on. And he just threw everything at the wall to begin with um, and and kind of had these constant review sessions with the designers every week. We were trying different 3D shapes like pens and pencils overlaid on top of the rounded rectangle and really kind of reimagining the diamond in a different way, not just this kind of, not two-dimensional, but almost more three-dimensional way where it's kind of more of a top-level perspective looking down on the diamond. Ultimately, we decided to keep the diamond because that is our brand and we didn't want to kind of deviate away from that too much. But some of these other builds we have like the internal builds and the debug which we use for quality assurance and things we were able to have some like real real good fun like making these and making them more personalized and fun and they're also just more distinctive now because we're all seeing these every day in the dock and going between each build and it's just so much easier and more fun now to kind of think okay i need to dive into experimental now to test this branch and um, and these icons kind of facilitate that and just make that process a lot more fun for us as well. So the the, the little teaser that we, we talked about before that, that you know you you shared a while back now mm-hmm. with the, with a the red cloth, you can see a little bit you know the bottom part of the icon. And we even talked about uh, about it here on the show, where you can see you know a little bit of the the diamond. So we would assume okay, the diamond is there, uh, but then we saw like what 
we assume was a sidebar in the icon that threw us off. Like we could not understand <laughs> what was going on there. Why would you have a sidebar in the icon? But now seeing the full, you know, you you, you took the red cloth out and <laughs> we can see the full thing. And I get it now. Because like what what would be, it's just you add texture to it. So even on all these variants of the icon, it's not just like you have the diamond to play with and like have different colors and variations, but now you also have a second layer, the background to play with and create all of these different, um, you know, combinations. Uh, again, no question, but like, well, <laughs> I guess why, why would, how did you arrive there at including that basic layout of the actual app in, like incorporate that in the icon? Yeah, I, I think like, Thinking about when Apple announced this in Big Sur, I think a lot of designers saw this as like a, a bit skeptical about the app icons. They kind of like the traditional 3D shapes that Mac has always been known for. Um, and the rounded rectangles, you know, we, we were thinking internally, like, what are we going to do? Like, is it just the sketch diamond on a white square? Like, how, how can we make this original? And yeah, we had a bunch of ideas, um, but ultimately it, it did it did come down to the fact that the diamond needs to be front and center, but we can kind of allude to the interface behind that as well. And so the sidebar, that, that's also got like a little bit of trans, transparency as well. So the wallpaper the user sets, that kind of comes through as well mm. in the dock, which is a nice little touch. And it also kind of embraces that full height sidebar now that we're really kind of proud to, to, to show off in the app. And then the other icons, which users will probably never see, um, that was just a fun opportunity to, for us to kind of just think, how, how can we give these more personality as well uh, and kind of make them feel like they belong to this cohesive this cohesive set, um, but also just, just give them a bit more individuality as well. When I saw that experimental icon, I was like, what do I need to do to get on that <laughs> experimental train? <laughs> or maybe, maybe I need to bribe you after after this uh, so you can send me the, the icon file. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you it, have to uh, you have to come work to sketch. You have to come work a sketch to get experimental. Unfortunately, that's the only way. Damn hey it, man, guys. worth it. I think it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, before this, we, we, we've always had different icons, um, but they were just like diff- different variations of the color. Right. Um, so, like our internal was like a blue, bluey pink color, and, and things like that. And when I first joined Sketch and I saw them, I was like, "Oh, this is really exciting!" Because there was like a bunch of different app icons I'd never even seen. Um, but yeah, I, I think we should be proud of these and, and show them off on a tweet or something like that because the, these are Precash has done a really good job on these. Yeah, and and I feel like it reminds me of that sort of like old Steve Jobs thing of hey, when we make a computer, like we want it to look beautiful on the inside, like exactly. not just on the outside. <laughs> that like all the details are considered. Like even app icons that like almost nobody will ever see. They're like some of the most beautiful app icons, you know, it, like if I look at these icons compared to what's in my dock, like these are all probably like better than all of the other app icons I have. And yet they're just for internal purpose. Like I think it just shows that commitment to the craft and the quality of your work. Oh, and I love that you incorporated translucency in the app icon. I think it's the first time I saw this being done um that's i didn't even know you could do that <laughs> include like an <laughs> opacity channel in the app icon but yeah it makes sense cool. that's awesome um there's some fun ones left on the cutting room floor as well like there are some fun ones that we experimented with internally 
uh at one point we had one that was kind of like the matrix it was like the, the background yeah. was all like you know the the, the floating code and like yeah the diamond was all like kind of like looked like it was made out of lasers that was pretty cool um i kind of i'm a little bit sad it never made the light of day but maybe one day maybe there'll be Freddy, some kind of release the, tapes. release the tapes <laughs> people need to see this i wonder you know alternate app icons are huge on ios now right um I wonder, like you know, can we can we make that happen in in macOS too? Um, you know, well, why not? Ali, who uh, works on our plugins team, has uh, developed a little plugin. I don't think he's released it yet that um, allows you to change the the sketch icon. He originally did it Ooh. for our ten year anniversary came so you, campaign, so you could go back through all of the original sketch icons. Oh, um, but maybe we should go forward in time as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> who knows? Yes. Who knows? <laughs> You get on a time machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Another part, I think, of the iconography of Sketch is obviously the toolbar icons. And those, in my mind, like, you know, setting aside the sidebar, um, they're probably one of the biggest change in Sketch's UI. And also, like, as much as, you know, I love nerding out about the app icon, uh, you don't use the app icon, you know, in the way that you use the the toolbar icons. So, I mean, that must have also been a challenge of like, hey, let's redraw literally all of your icons. And my question here is, what were your your thoughts and feelings around sort of losing the color in the icons with this new style? Like, did you feel like it, it was sort of like taking away one? like a very useful tool <laughs> to making these icons like recognizable and, and usable. Yeah, it's it's certainly one of the biggest changes when you first open the app up in Big Sur. And it wasn't a decision we we took lightly. But at the same time, this is one area I think where we, we have to respect the system because every Apple stock app now has those um, new icons, which are the SF symbols in the toolbar. And I think if we deviated away from that too much, I think... The, the app would look out of place, especially to users who aren't familiar with Sketch yet. So when they open it up, it feels like it belongs on the system. And I think that's just one area we had to compromise. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't have splashes of color in other places. So, for example, one of the one of the uses of color now is that we have our own app tint color as well, um, which the system allows us to do. Users can still disable it if they wish. But it's just another way of kind of like building the Sketch brand. Whenever you see the orange, um, it kind of reflects how it looks on Sketch Cloud as well. Um, because we didn't want the the interface to look too monochrome, um, so I think that just gives gives a bit a bit of a flavour to the sketch brand as well. Still, yeah, and there was there was also kind of a little opportunity as well to to add a little bit of colour with the um, the notifications icon as well. So obviously, one of the other changes that we had to accommodate with the toolbar and Big Sur was the fact that. Uh, previously in kind of Catalina High Sierra, we could have that little kind of pill up in the top right corner for like missing fonts or shared mm. library updates, which you get every day if you've got the <laughs> Apple iOS UI uh, library, if you know, you know. Um, so we, we consolidated all of those into uh, the kind of notification bell. And uh, now we're just adding a badge to that to give you an indication of anything new there, um, which to me, I kind of like it. I feel it feels a little less obtrusive, um, but that's a nice example of where we can just add just a tiny little bit of color. Again, it's using the app tint color. Um, and I think, you know, that, that can help as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of Apple's designer philosophies has always been like kind of strip the UI back so that you can focus on the content. And I think 
in sketch, that makes a ton of sense. I think now that the primary focus is going to be back on the artboard and the user will customize the toolbar most likely anyway. So they'll become quite familiar with the icons and the roles that they play in the actions they can, they can perform there. So I think that there'll be a bit of adjusting, but I think it's worth it. I think that trade-off is worth it. Yeah. And that's what I was going to touch on where like, I, I feel like it's interesting for an app like sketch because in a way, yes, you do want to have the personality of the app shine through, but it's like the point is not to put sketch forward when I'm designing. Like the point is to put what I'm designing forward. Right. And so, yeah, it must have been this interesting balance of like how much personality do we actually show uh, into the interface. And I like honestly, for having used used it for a couple of days, like I think you've hit the the nail on the head there of like the right balance. Um, for that like it doesn't feel distracting yeah it also allows us to kind of build a better relationship between the mac app and the the sketch cloud product as well because the two now share a much more similar Mm. interface so on cloud we have that monochrome icon set and the orange tint and now we're able to do that on the mac as well by default so i think that's like a really nice unification of the two i I was surprised just how far the simple tint color goes and just making it like i have that personality and brand shine through even like the you know the the hover um, you know outlines on on all the layers and stuff uh having that orange thing and even the controls um mm-hmm. surprise like yeah how much that carries <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um i think it makes a big difference um i can't wait to see what crazy things people do when they realize they can override it so uh yeah looking forward to that <laughs> i didn't even think of that yeah you can do that right yeah <laughs> So obviously now we're kind of like in the time before any of this is released. Um, but like just generally, I'm kind of curious because you're designing things for other designers, right? And so I feel like it must be something that like every, every time you design something, y- you must think of what's going to be the reaction that people have. And you know, you know, designers are like love complaining about things. So <laughs> I guess I'm just curious to hear about for you internally, what's it like to design something for other designers? <laughs> it's really tough. I I mean, I joined Sketch in June of this year. So um, Apple announced Big Sur like three weeks after I started. So it <laughs> right. was like, wow, okay, we're, we're redesigning the app and I'm here just in time to help with that effort. So that was amazing. Um, but it's always like on in the back of your mind or in the front of your mind, really like designers are going to be using this and I'm a designer myself. So the team kind of work collectively very well. We all kind of share the same design kind of aesthetic anyway, the, the same principles of design. We, we all, we all kind of align quite well with, um, but we kind of stress test this a lot. We, we work on things individually and share with the team frequently. And I think you just need to kind of have those moments to sanity check your design quite frequently like it's it's so important to, to also user test this stuff um that's something unfortunately we can't do at the moment with big sur until it's released but i think we keep an eye on the feedback but we also just um make sure that collectively as a team we're happy with what we're we're making because we love sketch and we've, we've all been sketch users before before we joined the company so we, we feel that as well and we kind of put ourselves in in the in the designer shoes there you can you can just see the tweets yeah. uh, through <laughs> every decision you make. <laughs> yeah, oh. but what about X? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's kind of nice to be held to such a high standard though. Like yeah. if you're building if you're building an app like this like you know, your audience is going to hold you to this high standards, especially when mm. you're building a design app for designers. Like it's it it is nice to be held to that high standard and I think like you know, um it's it's also kind of like it's challenging but it's also extremely rewarding. Um mostly when you get it right, it's less rewarding when you get it wrong. Um but uh <laughs> yeah, it's uh it it it, it it, it it helps everyone up their game, I guess, which is which is always nice. I'm just imagining, like, if you took a screenshot of you using Sketch to design Sketch, but you're using Catalina Sketch to design Big Sur Sketch. Like, I'm just imagining that screenshot and how Inception like, <laughs> that look like. How crazy that should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess um, I'm curious. Did you design this new version of Sketch in Big Sur or Catalina? I think it was a mixture. I personally designed um, using Big Sur. I was quite early to upgrade, um, but I know a bunch of designers are still on Catalina, or at least were a couple of weeks ago. Huh. So that that process has been quite interesting to manage, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that at some point, and correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm imagining things, but the I think it was, was Sketch sixty nine. Did the UI on Big Sur change a little bit, or am I imagining things? I can cut this out. I mean, there's changes we've made um, to kind of still make sure that everything before Big Sur uh, still looks the same as much as possible. But there will be slight, um, slight changes. Where, for, for instance, the the search bar in in the in, mm. in the the layer list on the left that's changed slightly. There, there's a there's a few kind of visual tweaks we've made just to make sure that it's easier to develop for the two systems simultaneously. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because I I haven't ran you know v70 on a non-bixer machine so i'm also curious to see how that how that looks like mm-hmm. um you know going a little bit further back at some point you mentioned that especially on the inspector you 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 made the decision to not adopt some of the system controls and stuff um but still design them in a way that that would feel at home and would f- fit uh the new aesthetic are there any like controls or native i guess ui controls that you feel like uh maybe we should do our own or like i'm not too (laughs) sure about this because there's this tension right you want to be native and feel native at the same time you also want to do the best decision for the product so i'm wondering if there's i have some some like some ones i'm thinking about i don't want to you know (laughs) jump the gun but just curious yeah there are a few controls um Input fields, for example, we've kind of deviated away from the system a little bit more there than we have with the regular mm-hmm. buttons. And that's to just kind of improve the contrast because the inspector can get quite busy um, and it's also quite highly densely populated. So we need to make sure that when a user has selected a symbol instance, for example, they can quickly navigate those overrides and find the text field they need. Um, when we experimented with some of the system controls, we just felt that the contrast was lacking there sometimes for us. And another thing to consider is if, if you look at pages or numbers, um, the inspectors there are often a little bit more kind of visually um, spaced out a bit more um, because they just don't have to load that with quite as much um, information and data as we do. So I think that the inspector is a good example of where we've really kind of had to tailor the UI to make sure that it can pack all of that information in. And I've, as someone who really appreciates and loves native controls and you know all that stuff i i feel like the inspector is probably the best thing in sketch like the, the, at least the, the most impressive design uh, work i feel like it's it's really hard to cram all those controls in something and still feel 
could. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned pages in, in numbers. The omission there is Keynote, of course. And, and you know, we, at some point we had, we had Peter on the show yeah. um, a while back, and, and he mentioned that Keynote was always like, you know, early days, like a big inspiration in terms of what an app can do and should be and looks. And I think it's, it's one of the best apps, <laughs> honestly, ever designed. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, I haven't seen the Bixer update yet. I don't know if you, if you have, but I'm, I'm really curious to see um, how that, how those apps are going to look like. I feel Me like too. During the, <laughs> yeah. The WWDC thing, I think they showed some of those. And I remember like tr- hitting pause or trying to, Yeah, I think there was like one screenshot that exists on the internet. And I think we've all kind of tried to study it as much as possible. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a mystery at this point. Yeah, and and it's a bit unfair that people listening to this, you know, they will know um, (laughs) if Apple makes a deadline with their internal apps. Who knows? (laughs) But yeah. Were there any apps that sort of like inspired you when kind of like approaching this redesign? Like we t- we talked about keynote sort of like being an initial inspiration for like maybe the first version of sketch but were there specific apps that you're like okay this is maybe the closest or let's take some cues for how they're adopting the the new ui here i think really we're still mainly inspired by what apple does with the system apps um because I, I think, again, going back to numbers and pages and Keynote, et cetera, they really are kind of the, the benchmark for where we want to be as well because we expect users to be familiar with what they look like. And I think we can take inspiration from other third-party apps, but at the same time, we we, we kind of don't want to deviate from what we've built already too much. Um, and where we do deviate, we want to make sure that it's because it's honoring what Apple have done and the direction they've taken. So I think really we we, we still tend to lean on and, and be inspired by what Apple have done with their apps. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Very rare. Like Apple is not doing a lot of apps nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, the iWork, I don't even know if they call them that anymore, but, no. but those apps are still like one of the last. Uh, and then there's Logic in Final Cut, which is another. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, uh as long so as they keep doing keynote, we're happy. <laughs> yeah, never stop. Even keynote. I mean, I keep keep talking about keynote. I love that. But even keynote on iPad, there is a lot of innovation going on there, uh-huh. um, and how they adopt Apple Pencil and all. It, it's I don't know like how big the keynote team is internally, um, but you know. Pat on the back. That's a good job. <laughs> I hope it's just one guy who's just on fire. Like I just—that's what I really hope. It's just a superhuman person, right? Yeah. But in in a way, I almost feel like it's is that team who's never invited to the meetings. Like they're all super talented, but they're just kind of like, now what again? <laughs> like, we, like, we just created this like incredible, like finally like mastered like the way to do interfaces and they're like oh yeah no like change everything please <laughs> just like god damn it and then they never yeah, yeah they never released like at the same time as the as the os <laughs> that was a couple months out <laughs> but yeah that's actually a good point <laughs> you you know sketch is has a really close relation uh relationship with apple but were you i don't i don't say you get any special treatment but like did they give you a heads up did they give you some sort of i don't know <laughs> did you have any help or guidance from apple itself or it was just kind of like hey i found out when you found out and you know you know no special yeah help. pretty much that's that's, okay. that's basically it we don't we don't get a lot of special treatment they were pretty generous with the um developer transition kits for arm that was quite nice mm. of them 
Um, I, I do believe we have a guy who, if we really need help, we can we can call on. Um, but uh, I think you know the the amount of times we can call on them is pretty limited. So uh, I mean, but they're, they're generally great. But yeah, we 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 know no secrets. Um, <laughs> I wish we did. That would that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I uh, I knew more about apple ahead of apple releasing stuff when i was a journalist and uh now i work for sketch we i feel very much in the dark about it (laughs) (laughs) so you have one contact but you can only call them once a year so use it wisely (laughs) yeah it's just a big red phone on On their side it's the orange phone like with the little sketch logo (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned the 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 developer kit, you know, the ARM stuff. Yeah. I know, you know, you don't want to talk about unreleased, um, <laughs> uh, you know, features or whatever, but I'm assuming, like, that's not something that will change Sketch in any way. You know, you're not going to redesign it for ARM. <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense. But is there anything, like, did that also kind of change the plans for, you know, for the for 2020, for your roadmap? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, as far as I know, uh, our transition for ARM has been uh, pretty smooth. Again, because we're native and we're you know we're writing right. stuff in Swift mostly, and you know we're we're pretty we're pretty you know easy to adapt because we we're adopting so much of Apple's technologies. We get all this stuff and that kind of stuff for free. Um, and luckily, I think they've done a pretty good job on making uh, that transition to ARM pretty easy. So um, I think so far, so good. If we are redesigning for ARM, I don't know about it. And Sam <laughs> doesn't know about it either, which is even more worrying. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so, so far, so good in, on, on, that, on that side of things, which is, which is cool. Have you adopted in Swift UI? I don't think it makes sense, much sense, but I'm, I'm curious, you know. This is where we transition into the developer show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm a writer and sounds a designer. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I wish I could great. pretend to answer that, but I have no idea. No, I mean, as far as I know, uh, yeah, we, we've not really done much with SwiftUI yet. Um, not to say we won't ever, but uh, yeah, so far we, we're, um, we're, we're doing a lot more with Swift though. Um, you know, we, we've, we've, we've gradually transitioned from being an app that was, you know, almost entirely written in Objective-C and gradually moved over to doing more and more stuff in Swift. Um, but it's all about where it makes sense and and also when we get around to touching different areas of the app because the app is is big. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, every time we get to adding a new feature, there's always kind of areas that were at the same time as we're adding that new feature it might be a good time to refactor that area and start looking at it again. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, if it makes sense for us to do some rewriting and, you know, and, and getting things, uh, you know, more up to date, then, then we'll do it, especially if that means, you know, improvement in performance or, you know, anything like yeah. that, or just making our lives easier going forward as well. So, um, yeah. To go back to the whole native push and campaign and, uh, I've been thinking a lot about this and especially like on the reactions that I've seen on the internet, cause I, I, like, I understand the, some of the points and, and you know, like I get it, but I also get that some people don't get it, which is not to their fault. Anyway, this is, I've been thinking a lot about this. <laughs> Fascinating. Uh, and I, I see sketch the company and the product, you know, like it was born in this indie Mac app bubble there, I call it, you know, uh, like we were a small group of enthusiasts and even the Mac itself was not that big, um so seeing sketch born in this bubble in this c- culture it was fascinating to see the growth that sketch had um in how it 
accidentally became the market leader, you know, in design tooling space, uh, it, you know, and accidentally not to its detriment. detriment. It's it just like, it, it wasn't, I, I feel like it was never the goal. Like mm-hmm. You were never trying to be, you know, to capture the, the whole of, the whole market of designers. Yeah. Uh, but that just kind of happened because it was the best tool for the job. And especially like we were going through a shift in where, you know, to flat design and some, you know, UI changed a lot and Photoshop was just becoming too much like unbearable. So it was like the classic example, right tool, right time. Um, and then like today I see that people still expect uh, Sketch to behave as like, you are the market leader. You should, you know, play that big game. But I, I also sense this like cultural dissonance almost like, but that's not what Sketch wants to be or like it it, it it will gladly take it right but like we sketch feels like it's trying to to make the best mac app the best tool they can and so i, I wonder if that's because sketch is very different like team um from in product from when it was back in the day when it came out the first version but like I, I wonder how does the team see itself in you know its place in the design tool space in 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 this role in the design community. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting to see um both sketch grow and the wider design tool space. I mean, we doubled in headcount in the last 18 months or so, um which has been huge for us. Um partly because we are building out um the cloud side of things especially um and you know, that's part of where we see things going. We see this kind of hybrid model between what you can do on the web and what you can do in the native Mac app. Um, and the space has obviously grown as well. Um, and it's, it's, it's huge now. And I think, you know, ultimately our competitors are doing a great job and competition is just good for designers, you know, as, as a result, you will get better tools. Um, and, you know, I think where we see ourselves is, it's, it's fairly simple, which is that we just want to make the best products we can. We just want to continually improve on what we're doing. Um, there's, you know, I, I personally don't believe there has to be a winner and a loser here. Like, I, I think, I think that there's room for, there's room for more than one tool. And, you know, from our side of things, there's never really been a, a need to kind of, um, either defend our position particularly or, or try and beat someone else. It's always just been about focusing on what we know we do best and making it as good as possible. And, you know, listening to what people are saying people are responding to us with listening to the feedback we get on features um we know we've really upped our kind of research and user research um, efforts in the last year or so um we're doing way more user testing than we've ever done and we're listening a lot more carefully and, and and reacting to that um but still staying true to kind of what we know which is you know making a tool that we'd use ourselves because we do every day um so I don't know if anything massively has changed for us um, beyond the fact that we've got bigger and that our ambitions have got bigger. And I think that's good news for all of us, right? <laughs> like I'm yes. super excited to hear to hear that because I want the tools that I'm using every day to think long term in the future and think about how can they make my life easier. And so hearing that you've sort of recognized like, hey, you know, there's this opportunity here. We've done a lot, but there's so much more for us to do. And in order to do that, like we have to scale, we have to, you know, like, you know, recognize how important we are to people's lives and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like court, like, you know, adjust our organization 
to be able to like continue to deliver the best experience for years and years to come. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited that that sort of growth hasn't prevented you guys from being able, you know, turn around like, Hey, turns out the re- like massive redesign, <laughs> like, we need to make that happen. Right. Um, yeah. and you're like, sure. Yeah. Like throw this on, you know, <laughs> this is our busiest year ever, but sure. <laughs> let's, let's add yeah. that to the, to the list. Yes. Um, so I think it, it's, it's cool to see that there, there's sort of this middle ground between being this like very small kind of like indie shop and being mm-hmm. Adobe, for example, you know, like that, that, right. that you can grow and still keep your sort of like essence and your drive and your hunger to create the best product. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, you know, uh, you guys and everyone listening won't really get a sense of this, but I mean, Sam, I'm sure you can you can chime in and disagree with me if you think I'm I'm talking wild here. But like the, internally, even though we've grown as a company, we still have that same mindset and mentality that we've always had. That's not really changed. It still feels like a small place, um, you know, a small virtual place when I sign into Slack every morning. Um, <laughs> but it, it still feels that way. Um, and it still feels like we have the same kind of goals and ambitions that we've always had. Um, it's just that we are lucky enough to be in a position now where we have like the people and the resources and the talent to kind of, you know, keep going for those things and, and keep, you know, setting these kind of like loftier and loftier goals and, and, and trying to get to them. So, uh, that's really cool. It's really cool as someone I, I, I've been with Sketch for about 18 months now. And, and so I've been throughout this whole kind of growth period and, um, it's really cool to see that we still kind of maintain that heart, which is, which is nice. And 2020 is not done yet. There's still <laughs> a lot of exciting things in the pipeline and collaboration is a huge one. Uh, so really excited to see that. Yeah. To see, uh, the, the implementation of that. Yep, it's still it's uh yeah we're we're still on track for 2020, which is which is nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh there are gradually less and less months in the year, but we are still <laughs> it's still going to happen. Um, and uh, it's been cool. We've we've been uh we've been teasing out some details um uh on our email list, and um you know um people have been reacting in a way that we hope they react, which is which is awesome. Um, I think the implementation of it is 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 really nice. Um. And, uh, you know, the, the first few times when we got to try it internally was just, was just really cool. So, uh, yeah, again, super excited for people to try that. Nice. Can't wait. Yeah, and maybe we'll have you back, uh, to talk about that when, whenever yeah. that's out. That'd be cool. Sure. Love <laughs> <to>. <laughs> All right. So, so I guess we can, before we move to recommendations, is there one last thing you would like, um, would like to, to talk about or just to, to plug push, maybe promote. Yeah. Plug, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, from, from our side, um, sketch.com slash collab, um, is where you can go if you are interested in getting some of those sneak previews of real-time collaboration and to be one of the first to find out when it launches. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to push that cause I've been working on that. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and the newsletter has um, been excellent. Like I have to say, uh, like it's been really you. cool to see sort of like step by step and you're tackling different topics and different newsletters. So it's been really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for that. That's, uh, that's really nice to hear. Cool. All right. So in, in, in layout fashion, we end the show with a recommendation from each. And I, I, I think I asked you in advance, I hope. <laughs> uh, so I guess maybe we can go first, Kevin. And yeah. then, you know, okay. So I actually had two recommendations. I'm gonna... <laughs> in classic uh, Rafa fashion. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I have five recommendations today. 
since this episode is all about Big Sur, I want to plug another app that has been updated to Big Sur, and I, you know, it's like one of those indispensable apps for me. Um, it's a bartender. Have you? Have you? Do you know about bartender? Love yeah. bartender. Love bartender. Yeah. So, if people don't know what that is, it's a little menu bar utility thing that just hides some of your menu bar icons. You know, behind usually it's like a little icon that you click to expand, so you don't need to see them all the time. You can keep things clean uh, and neat, including some of the built-in um, menu bar icons. So, when they announced, you know, when Big Sur came out and I saw the beta, of course, like that, <laughs> Bartender seems like one of those apps that are, it's really like low-level coding. Like, oof, you probably have to, you know, fight <laughs> all right. the APIs, the internal APIs. Uh, so, I was like, you know what, this is probably the end for <laughs> Bartender, <laughs> especially because like Apple has this control center type of thing. So, I was like, does it even make sense? Can you mm-hmm. put icons in that control center i don't think you can so i was like you know this is probably this is it um but then out of nowhere uh bartender 4 so it's like the big Sur version comes out in in beta and it's even better like i, I installed it um it, it does things a little bit different uh, but now it has more features so it have tr- has triggers so you can say hi these icons you know, unless something happens. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, if mm. there's a new notification, then it shows the icon. Um, or, like, like so I, I I have a laptop, but I I run it almost always, like, plugged to a monitor, like, docked in clamshell, clamshell mode. So it makes no sense for me to see the battery icon all the time. Um, so I can, had a, can have a trigger that only shows the battery icon if it's using battery power, which is cool. So anyway, and now you can like just click the empty space in the menu bar to expand and show all the other icons. Hmm. It's anyway, it's an app that I thought was going to be dead, and all of a sudden, <laughs> boom! It's even better than ever. Yeah, and so, I feel like it's sort of essential on Big Sur because the icons are most more spaced out now. <laughs> okay, yeah, use this opportunity true. to just like clear out a bunch of stuff. But yeah, if you can't just like get rid of a bunch of menu bar icons, the bartender I think is great. Yeah, I went all Marie Kondo on my Big Sur uh, <laughs> menu bar this morning. And um, it's cool because you can hide most things or you can put it in Control Center. But obviously, I don't think they'll allow third-party stuff to go into Control Center. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely still a space for Bartender. And I, I only saw that they had uh, the uh, big boy Bartender Big Sur beta out now. <laughs> um and uh yeah it just it just looks awesome um yeah so uh yeah really excited about that as well uh, i feel like the, the big boy thing is like sierra and high sierra like <laughs> next year's release is gonna be big boy 100 <laughs> uh so my recommendation this week is a podcast so as I'm sure probably all of you know uh the mandalorian season two just started and big star wars fan big Mandalorian fan. And uh, so the podcast I want to recommend is basically a recap podcast for Mandalorian. It's called A Complicated Profession. It's by Dan Morin, and he receives a bunch of guests every week uh, to talk about the episode. And I just love, like, Dan Morin's probably, like, one of the biggest Star Wars nerds that I (laughs) know of. Like, knows literally, like, every single little detail. And will point out like a million things you haven't noticed in each episode. Uh, and so they're back there. They did a f- first season on the first season and now they're starting season two. And it was just one of those shows that like kind of showed up in my feed and I was like, oh yeah, 
I missed that. <laughs> uh, and I started listening to the episodes again. Um, so it's pretty great. Highly recommend if you're, if you're into the Mandalorian. Nice. Um, okay. Well, I, I have a, I have a recommendation. Um, I'm going to keep it on brand. I actually had two also, and I managed to, yeah. managed to, managed to get it down <laughs> nice. to one. Uh, I'm going to keep it on brand, uh, which is, uh, an app that was made by, uh, design director Marcelo, um, and a developer friend of his, Alan Westbrook. It's called Uno Task, uh, UNO Task. Um, and, and it's super simple. All it is, it's a, it's an iOS 14 app. Um, and all it is, is a home screen widget that when you tap on it, it opens the app and that's, and the app is, is just the home screen widget. And there's got a question. It says, what do you want to do? And you just type in a single task, a single thing you've got to be reminded of, a single thing you're planning on doing. You can pick the color of the widget, um, some nice colors in there. Um, there's like a nice yellow, which looks quite like a post-it note. Um, and you can pick a little icon as well uh, as a reminder. And uh, Marcelo released this uh, a few weeks back, just after iOS 14 shipped. And um, I downloaded it as as a nice fellow coworker would, um, <laughs> thinking, oh, "Hey, I'll just I'll just do the nice thing and download the thing and you yeah. know have a look at it and say it's lovely." And I use it all the time as someone who's like a like an ardent to doist person. Also, having this just reminding me of the one thing I actually really really need to do, like this weekend or tomorrow or today, is the best. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a really nice little app. It's it's free um and yeah it's it's awesome so uh yeah i i love it this is somehow i missed Very it i'm a cool. big fan of marcella's work yeah this looks great the use of a uh, sf rounded there yes the symbols it's, it's cool it's good super nice cool cool and my one is a film me and my girlfriend watched a couple of weeks ago called first man i think it's still on netflix at the moment um <laughs> starring ryan gosling and it's just a biopic about neil armstrong and his trip to the moon in 1969 and it just kind of takes you away from all of the madness that is 2020 and, and you kind of just get a different perspective on everything and it's got a, a stunning soundtrack by a guy called Justin Hurwitz um, he also did the La La soundtrack I'm a big fan of his ah. so yeah I, I can thoroughly recommend that film it's great it's a reminder of like simpler times when we would just go to the moon <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> And now I can't leave my house. Right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I love that movie. That's, it's a good one. Good recommendation. <laughs> cool. All right, um, gents. Uh, thanks so much for for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. And uh, every time we have a new release, I just want to talk about sketch things. We're here. Uh, hit us up. <laughs> Slide in our DMs. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, any any last plug? You know, people can follow you on Twitter or something. You wanna you wanna plug before you go? Go on, Sam. You got yeah, sure. I'm I'm Sam John Beck on Twitter, and I think I'm I think I'm that handle on most things as well on Dribble and everywhere else as well. Nice. I, I'm Freddie Wrights on all social. F R E W D I E Wrights. Um, yeah, you'll find me most places, but mostly Twitter. Nice. We'll have links in the show notes. Yes, we will. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter or at LayoutFM. I'm at Rafahari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can find links to all the stuff that you mentioned, you know, show notes in our website. That's layout.fm. So if you've been listening to this and you want to see those cool sketch uh, internal icons and stuff, that's probably the best way to, to look, take a look at that. And uh, yeah, we're part of the Spec FM network. So go to spec.fm to look at more, to find more podcasts and stuff to listen to. And yeah again thanks so much for joining us this is 
a lot of fun and uh yeah thank <laughs> you thank you yeah thank you it's been a pleasure thank you <laughs>